This is The Word Effect with Becky Jane Kemp. In this podcast, you'll receive permission to ditch willpower and discover how to put on word power. I have found a love for the power of words and can't wait to share it with you. As a confidence and mindset coach, I know you don't have to do or be anything more than you are right now to create the life you've always wanted. What words do you need today? Let's put them on. Hey everyone, Becky Jane Kemp here, and we are on episode 83, It Is Well. Okay, the title of this one might be a little bit different, but I have got to share some personal things today, and they have to do with some lyrics, It Is Well With My Soul, a song, a Christian song that my son introduced me to. And let me back up just a little bit. It's been a few weeks since I've recorded a podcast. That was not my plan. And those of you that have been following me for a while know that I talk a lot about this is not the plan. And it just kind of almost makes me chuckle because as life unfolds, it constantly reminds me that I have a plan because I think as humans, we're naturally meant to make plan, yet it never goes as planned. So we're always having to pivot and adjust and to be flexible. And that's what I've had to do over the last couple of weeks. I had to learn to be flexible yet again. And I decided to do it with joy. I decided that that's how I want to feel each day over the last couple of weeks and moving forward. And that's why I talk about made for joy because it's so important for me to remember that I have a choice of the words that I put on every single day. And I want you to consider the words you put on as well. You have the same choice. You have the same ability to put on those words, those thoughts each and every day to decide and determine how you feel, how you feel moving forward. So let me tell you about what happened over the last couple of weeks. I had the most amazing experience in the middle of uh, July to go back to Nashville, Tennessee for Influence. Influence is something through the National Speakers Association, and it's a yearly convention. This is my first time going. I've been part of the local chapter of National Speakers Association or the Mountain West chapter of um, NSA for a couple of years, but I've never gone to the bigger convention. And I felt called or pulled to go this year. I want to get more involved with speaking. That's one of my focuses this year. And I took the step. I took the opportunity to go. And so many great things happened. So many great things. And what was funny is I had to let go of any outcome that I thought was going to happen. And I just had to show up. The power of showing up is so, so critical, especially when we talk about the words, keep it simple. That's been my focus this month for the Made for Joy membership. Those of you in the Made for Joy membership know you've gotten a t-shirt with those words, keep it simple. And I believe that keeping it simple every single day is one of the easiest ways to do that is how am I going to show up today? How do I want to feel? So as I went through this experience, I decided how I wanted to feel and I showed up 
and I tried to be present and I tried to be engaged and letting go of the outcome, but showing up each day to what might be possible. I won't talk much about what happened there. I want to tell you a little bit of what happened when I came home. I came home and like so many of you, you're, you go from one thing to the next thing. And I ended up catching COVID. And that was not my plan when I was out of town, but it sounds like there was a little bit of a COVID spread that happened and several people got COVID. And at first I just felt tired, but it got me, put me down for a little bit. And I remember thinking this is not the plan because I was excited to come home and do this and do that and had all these big plans. And yet again, life doesn't go quite as planned. Well, what was ironic about this was when I was sick, when I was in my quarantine, happened to fall on my 25-year wedding anniversary. Yes, July 15th, 1997 is when I married my husband. And we were going to be celebrating 25 years. Now, thank goodness, we had planned a few different trips, um, but kept feeling like that we needed to not do them over the anniversary because we had Right before that, I knew I was going to be out of town in Nashville. And right after that, my son, who's been serving a church mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, was going to be coming home on the 19th. So thank goodness God took care of us for sure and allowed us to be in town. So we didn't have big plans because I ended up sick. Yet it was still not the plan. I was quarantined and had to stay home. My husband cooked me a delicious dinner. And luckily I didn't lose my taste or my appetite. This is my second round of COVID and I will say I didn't get it nearly as bad, but I definitely felt it, the COVID fatigue and the COVID brain fog. And I had some aches and pains and a dull sore throat. But I rested, I listened to my body. I listened to what I needed, even though it wasn't part of my plan. I had to cancel clients. I had to cancel other appointments. Um, and you know, I did it with joy. I did it with joy. And I think it goes with these words. It is well, it is well, because I was able to look at the experience and be okay with it because there was nothing I could do about it and complaining and being resistant about it only made it worse thinking this is not fair only makes it worse. At least that's been my experience to, to do that. Because then I start feeling discouraged, disappointed, and I had to just keep saying, this is what it is. I am grateful that I can celebrate at a different time. And it, my husband and I actually have a trip planned in a couple of weeks. So it all worked its way out. <clears throat> so I want to ask you that. How can you show up to life each and every day knowing that it is well, even when things don't go as planned? We are often having to make decisions. In the last two weeks since being in Nashville for the Influence Conference, I have had two or three big decisions come into my life that I was not planning on. 
They kind of came from nowhere. All of a sudden, they were in front of me. And I had to decide how to make the decision quickly. And that's what I want to talk a little bit more about with how to make the decision quickly. I was asked recently on a coaching call, how do you make a decision regarding this? And I kind of smiled and said, the simple answer is you practice. And the more decisions you make, the easier they get. And you get faster at making decisions and you learn to trust yourself more. What if we took off a decision being right and wrong? Now, yes, there are a few times where a decision is right or wrong. But most of the time, the decision is not a right or wrong decision. It's just a decision A or a decision B. Well, as I talk about the words you put on, think about walking into your closet and it's either I'm going to put on the red shirt or the yellow shirt. Today, I'm going to put on the green shoes or the blue shoes. I'm going to still put on shoes, but I'm going to put on different ones. Some might be high heels. Some might be tennis shoes. The red shirt might have sleeves and the yellow shirt might be a tank top. There's differences. But I'm exploring this a lot right now. If I can get out of the black and white thinking, if I can get out of the right and wrong thinking and go, there's two decisions, which one makes me feel alive? Which one is driving my heart? Not my mind, my heart. My mentor right now, Laurel Don Houston, teaches a lot about listening to our heart over our mind. And our mind, she says, is like a clock and our heart is our compass. And I go hand in hand with my heart is a compass with the words I put on because the compass for me are the words that lead and guide and direct me each and every day. So as I'm facing decisions, I get to decide if I want to take this one or this one and not make it so dramatic in my head that one's right and one's wrong. Because guess what? If I choose to wear the yellow tank top, I can always choose something different the next day. But sometimes we go, well, I don't want to, I don't want to make a mistake. What if we decide it's not a mistake? We chose this because with the information we had, we chose it. And then we can always change to something else. How to keep it simple. This is what I want to offer you today. Start using pros and cons lists or something of that nature. Get the ideas, the pros and cons out of your decisions, out of your head where they're swarming around in your mind and your mind's going back and forth and back and forth and get them out on paper so you can look at them and your heart can consider them where your heart can tap into the decisions, not just your head. When I have decisions to make and I keep them in my head, my head ping pongs back and forth like a ping pong, being hit back and forth on a ping pong table. Maybe this, oh, but if I do this, what about this? But if I get everything out of my head and on a pros and cons list, all of a sudden I'm able to see more clearly the pros and the cons. And then I start to ask me, how do I wanna feel? with this decision. And it always, 
leads to a certain path for me. Now, the key is the path might be different for you because we can all make different decisions. Again, if we let go of the idea that it's right or wrong, this is the decision I chose to make in my life at this time. Someone else might make a different decision and that is okay. It's better than okay, you guys, because we're meant to think differently. So why I name this all as well is, excuse me, I ended up getting past COVID just in time to go get my son home, who'd been serving in, he was in Ecuador. He'd served 16 months of his mission in Iowa and the last seven in Ecuador. And it was awesome to go pick him up and to have that experience. And even that I had to just, how do I want to feel with this and stay in the day? Because it was, there was, there's a lot of emotion sending someone off and then having them come back and all the things that, that come with that. And I was recovering from being um, sick and tired from COVID. And then I had to had all these decisions to make that seemed to be happening right at the very time that all this was happening. And you know what I did is I just did one thing at a time. I kept it simple. On the day that it was time to pick up my son, I focused completely on what I needed to do. On the next day, when I had a few minutes to do that one thing for my business, I did that. And then I went back to focusing. I just did the next right thing. And you can ask yourself that. What's my next action? What's the next step? Another saying that I've heard many times is first things first. What's that first thing I need to do? There's always an order. It's the same with making decisions. What's that first thing? What's the next step? And go from there. Because if we get out of our head, if we get too far in our head forward, we get confused. We want to listen to our heart. Anyhow, in closing today, as I wrap this up, I wanted to let you know that my son on Sunday was getting ready to do his homecoming. Homecomings where you're going to report about your mission to the church congregation. And he was getting ready and he started sharing with me some of his favorite songs that he listened to while serving um, on his mission. And so we had our Alexa going and he would bring up these different songs as we were cleaning up the kitchen. And this is how powerful words are. This is why I love words. This is why when we listen to our heart, words will serve as our compass. I had been praying about one of the decisions that I needed to make, and I had made the decision. What I've learned is you weigh your pros and cons, you look at both options, you get them out on paper, and then you ultimately make a decision. You make a decision, and then I go to God, and I say, this is the decision I've made, and I'm moving forward with it. Please help me know if this isn't the right decision. Make it clear. And as we were going forward, he started, my son introduced me this day to a song and it's a Christian song. And it says, it is well with my soul. And the chorus is simple. It says, it is well, it is well with my soul, with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. And I heard this and it, I thought the song was pretty. And I didn't think much of it at the time. A couple hours later, as I was sitting in church 
and the music was happening and I was just pondering on the busyness of the last couple of weeks. And I was just sitting there and worshiping and um, renewing my thoughts and my promises that I make each week to be the person that uh, Jesus Christ, who I strive to follow, wants me to be. All of a sudden, the thought came to me. And it was almost like an angel singing. It is well. It is well with my soul. And I heard that in my head. Nobody said it to me. But it was my answer that the decision I was making was well. That the way I was showing up with my family over the last couple of weeks of all the uncertainty was well. It was well. It was enough. From someone that's a recovering perfectionist, this was powerful for me. It was simple. It was through words. And it had an effect, as words do. Sometimes the words have an effect right in the moment we hear them. Sometimes it's a little bit later. But as you look for the power of words in your own life, they will lead and guide you. They will help you in making decisions. When you're faced with a decision, whether big or small, write out the pros and cons. Don't just think them. I know you're going to want to. You're going to want to skip a step. It's the power of writing them, getting them out and looking at them with your heart, not just your head. Don't just keep them in your head. Use both. But put your heart first. And you will find that you'll be able to make decisions quicker and easier and you will see the power of words in your own life lead and guide you as they lead me. Have a good week, everyone.